Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today we're tackling a subject that unfortunately often slips off the radar screen, but it's a vital topic. We're looking at simple tips for staying well. My guest helping us on this exciting journey is Dr. Cass Ingram. Cass, it's great to have you with us. Well, it's a real pleasure to be with you on such an important topic. And if you think about the number one reason people get into the uh, doctor's office or even get hospitalized, it's really this thing about infection, cold, flu, bronchitis, a flu that went bad and caused a pneumonia, a dry cough, a chronic cough, so irritating, sinus attack, bronchitis, asthma, wheezing, intestinal food poisoning, diarrhea, a wound that gets infected. This is what's sore throat. This is what drives us to the doctor's offices. It's the big cause of fear. I mean, you're putting this in such a perfect context, and I'm shocked. I'll just be honest with you. As a physician who spent most of my life trying to prevent disease, I mean, I get a lot of interest when I give a talk on high blood pressure. We come out of, we've got a book. We've got videos on it. A lot of interest in that. Heart disease, cancer, a lot of interest. Brain health, a lot of interest. I've got a video series, and I've even got a book on infectious diseases. Very little interest on that. People, I don't know why. They don't seem to, to zero in on that. Maybe it's the audience that I'm talking with. Do you, do you find the same challenge? You know, everybody's uh, very concerned about d- disease processes, and certainly what more fright could there be than a cancer or a sudden heart attack or a stroke. However, in, in reality, real time, what's happening seasonally? They get a sore throat. They get acne. They get a uh, you know they get a wound infection. They get blood poisoning. They they develop hepatitis, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. could be from food, but it could be otherwise. Some people are getting meningitis nowadays. You see Epstein Barr. These are MSs related to infection, colds, of course, encephalitis, Lyme disease, my friend, mm-hmm. of West Nile, food poisoning, the the romaine lettuce scandal, E. coli. Uh, these these are frightening things more so than the, than a, you know somebody saying your blood pressure's up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if we weren't scared about the topic before we started the show, I mean, I think you've you've raised all of our attention, and we've got to talk about these things. What I love about you, and I know what my audience is going to love, is your focus is on looking at natural strategies to deal with these infections, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. My my strategy is a thousand percent natural because. You don't, there's no medication for cold or flu. We don't have anything for viral encephalitis. Our treatment for meningitis is quite poor, really. Hepatitis, uh, you need something for that. What do we have for Epstein-Barr? What do we have for herpes? What do we have for sexually transmitted diseases? What do we have for food poisoning? Giardia, amoeba, uh, Montezuma's revenge. So, so the only thing that can kick in is the fact that these, some of these natural extracts they're germicides, and they will treat all of these syndromes and more. And then the issue of hygiene, you have to have natural for people lacking hand-washing technique, and then you get an infection, you contract something from their dirty hands or the dirty doorknob, uh, the escalator railing, and, and all of a sudden you, your sinuses fill up, you get congested, you get fluid, you get a sore throat. Uh, and, and that's what we have to address that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, 
most definitely. So before we dive into the, the topic, I've been referring to you as Dr. Cass Ingram, and some people immediately know your name. I mean, you've written something like 25 or more books. I mean, you've been on all kinds of radio, TV interviews. But for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, I'm an osteopathic physician, so I do love the ten fingers, and I've only done nutritional and natural treatment for the 30 years post-graduation. Uh, so I'm, I've developed an expertise on on how to find a certain herb or plant extract. Even I've developed a number of natural extract hmm. formulas that are now on the market. But my best expertise is if you're sick with the infection or even disease, I know what natural medicine is frontline for you. And better than that, I can tell you what's causing the problem. A lot of people don't know that if you have Crohn's disease, it's fungal. Who knows that ulcerative colitis is either amoebic or fungal? Who knows that irritable bowel, spastic colon, diverticulitis is always infection? We know H. pylori is for the stomach, but esophagitis now uh, is found to be a bacterial infection. And now you have SIBO, you know, which mm-hmm. is bacterial infection of the small intestine. Uh, then autoimmune disease is infectious, lupus, scleroderma. Auto, uh, thyroiditis, we call it, or thyroid Hashimoto's, they're all infected. Well, you've um, you know, raised a lot of concern in, in everybody, I think, who's tuning in today. I mean, I can think of many conventional physicians who are thinking, ah, come on now. Now, just for those of you tuning in today to American Indian Living, we would have said, um, I, I'm saying we, conventional medical wisdom, MDs, DOs, would have said, 30 years ago, when someone's talking about infection causing ulcers, they say, this is nonsense. This is well established. So Dr. Ingram here is saying, you got to expand the perspective and realize infectious diseases can be behind a lot of these things that we haven't made the connections with, at least as a, a broadly in the profession. So, so Cass, let's, let's make it real practical. You gave us a big list here. Let's talk about that person that walks into your office with influenza symptoms. I mean, maybe it's classic symptoms. They're feeling fine, have the shaking chill, the high fever. They've got a cough now. Their sister who's in the house with them two days ago was diagnosed with influenza and was given one of those antiviral drugs. What do you do when they walk through your doors? Are you kidding? I just pound them with the edible wild oregano oil. That, you know, the, we've done the research on the, the P73 oregano. We've done the studies. It doesn't matter if I did the studies. I, I'd still use it. Uh, it, it obliterates viruses. It, it destroys the flu virus. Why do I want to mess with immune potentiating or give them some vitamin C or what have you when I could give them something and it would, it would kill all the viruses on the, on the cell membranes, you know, on the, on the epithelial cells. It'll dive into the mucous membranes and destroy the thing. Well, let me uh, tell, tell you just a story I just heard recently. I was speaking out of town, and uh, my wife's also a physician. She was with me. She said one of the women came up to her, and she said she was thought she was coming down with a cold or the flu, and uh, she got some uh, oregano oil, and uh, just she put a little bit of it, mixed it with, uh, and I don't know that this is, is necessarily the best way to do it, mixed it with a little olive oil, and actually spread it around her, her mouth and even stuck it down the back of her throat. Now, I don't know how many people could do that without gagging, yeah. and uh, she said this just worked like magic. Is this um, the acceptable way of using it? Is that what you recommend? Uh, what, what's your thoughts? Well, th- that would be the essential oil of oregano, and one could do that. Uh, even better is what we researched at, in the study on antiviral research, as well as the work we did on Hep C, 
pylori and and some of the clinical work I've done on cold and flu. And that's, you buy the pre-made oregano oil. It's already in an olive oil base. And so you don't have to mess with diluting it or worry if it's too hot. Mm. It's perfect for human use. So that's what I've been recommending. They okay. buy it. They try take the drops, 10 drops directly under the tongue. It's safe to do that. And they, or they can put it in juice or water, or they can take gel caps, and they take it every hour, every two hours, every half hour, depending on how congested they are, and, and until they destroy it. So where would someone uh, pick up some, uh, you know, oil of oregano? Well, if they go into the mom and pa health food store and they ask, hey, do you have that P73 uh, scientifically studied the oregano oil that's already in the olive oil base? And it usually comes in a gel cap or in drops under the tongue. It's very famous. I think the best way to say, hey, you have the wild oregano oil. I want the wild one, the one that's you know, mountain grown in the Mediterranean and it's already ready to take. And so, therefore, if you had a child and you wanted to give it to them, you could. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to rub it on their feet and shins, you could. Uh, you know, you, if you take the essential oil and you don't know, you don't dilute it right, it's just too costly. Yeah, in fact, it's interesting because this very, because this very same woman said she had tried it without mixing it with the olive oil, and she said it just burned her like fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can imagine mm-hmm. if you take twenty thousand pounds of wild oregano and you distill it down to a hundred pounds, how <laughs> how aggressive and caustic and what would be the word for it? Uh, acrid. That's so, so what is the, you know, people use this term essential oil, and you're talking about, you know, the, the, the oil without putting that essential word before it. What does that mean, an essential I'm, oil? Yes, I'm talking about something very interesting, spice oil. Spice oil means that's 100% of food. That also means that it's grass, generally regarded as safe. Mm-hmm. It means that it's a food. So when I'm on the radio, I have to think of your reputation and my reputation and doing honor to the to the listener. What we studied is the spice, the wild spice, not the essential oil of oregano, not the cheap farm-raised stuff that's come on the market. It's the P73 oregano that we have used in all our studies. It's the only one that has had human and animal trials. I know it's good. I know how safe it is. I know you can take it with all age groups. I know you can use it topically. I know you can put it under the tongue. And so if you had flu or congestion or cold or sinusitis, you would want to pound that. You might look for the Aregamax crude herb capsules because that's just, think of the Aboriginal brothers and sisters that are listening. Mm -hmm. That's the wild, raw, crushed oregano growing on the mountain with garlic staghorn sumac, which is an ancient native remedy, and also onion ground up in a capsule, and we commonly recommend that to the pregnant women, to the nursing women, to elderly people with sensitive systems. It's a, it's a daily use wild oregano. Hmm. They give it to their children, they open the capsules. But, you know, staghorn sumac, that's a powerful germicide, too. You know it sits on those sumac stems forever, and the deer like it, the birds like it. it it's a germicide. So when you say staghorn sumac, it's not actually the sumac plant itself. It's something growing on the sumac? It's the berry. Okay. It's not poison sumac. It's mm-hmm. the red berry cone that grows up. And and it's, that, 
in malic acid and gallic acid. It, it's been shown to be a urinary antiseptic. So I like that multiple formula too, not just the oil of oregano. I really love that. You know, when I had that near fatal illness from the IV needle stick, I did not have oil of oregano. I had only this Oregamax. Hmm. And I took a whole bottle a day, 90 capsules. Wow. To get out of my sickness. So if someone's listening and they're degenerated and they're broken down, I was there. I have a picture proving it on my website. I look like a concentration cap victim. I'm embarrassed about the picture, mm. but I put it up anyway. You you want to do the oil and the Oregamax. That's been my experience. To get, I don't care what your illness is, to, to boot you back, especially if it's infection. Now, Cass, you've been talking about a website and resources. Where does someone go to, uh, to learn more about you and, and even see this picture that you're telling us about? They could go to CassIngram.com. And they can, I, you know, that's not very commercial. It's just my books and uh, YouTube videos and that kind of thing, uh, CassIngram.com. Hopefully I'll have a little bit better website in the future. But if they want to look at the products and understand what I'm talking about, go to AmericanWildFoods.com. Go there, uh, AmericanWildFoods.com. You can see the books there, too. You can look at the products. I'm not saying even buy anything. I, I'd rather have people look at that. Maybe call, if anybody uses the phone anymore, 800-243-5242, 800-243-5242. Ask for a packet. You know, you can't say much. You're not allowed to tell you that it cures disease, but why not read about the properties and the ingredients? Hmm. So you basically, anyone who picks up the phone and calls 800-243-5242, they can just ask for your general packet? And you'll yes, send ask information. for a full literature packet of all sorts of different natural medicines. The company, North American Urban Spice, specializes in wild plants. Hmm. That's the company that brought the chaga back. That's been an ancient uh, aboriginal medicine. But it kind of drifted off. And when I went, oh, you don't know about this, I went to the paw in northern Manitoba. Hmm. And there was a co-op there where the local people, the tribes, were picking herbs. And in our attempt to support them, we bought most of their inventory. And then at the very end, the medicine man, a gentleman, came up to me and he said, Hey, Doc, with your love of herbs, do you know about chaga? This was 10 years ago. You never heard of chaga back then. Cass, we want to hear about this, but we have to step away for just a, a couple of minutes. We've got some important announcements coming up. Then we're going to come back with uh, Dr. Cass Ingram telling us about native use of chaga and what it can do for you. Don't go away. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We'll be right back after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Emergency medical unit received. 
respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders in Stroke. If you receive disability benefits, keeping Social Security informed is key. Keeping us informed minimizes the chance that we learn about something later that could negatively affect your benefits. That's the surprise no one wants because it creates overpayments that you must repay, disrupts payments, and can even jeopardize your entitlement to Social Security benefits. Learn more about reporting responsibilities for people working and receiving disability or SSI benefits by reading our online publications, Working While Disabled, How We Can Help, and How Work Affects Your Benefits at www.socialsecurity.gov pubs. Some changes can be reported online at www.socialsecurity.gov. You can also notify us at 1-800-772-1213 or contact your local Social Security office. Our goal at Social Security is to pay you the right amount on time every month. With your cooperation to keep us informed of changes, the likelihood of any unpleasant surprises that could derail your benefits will be greatly minimized. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose and with Dr. Cass Ingram. We're speaking about natural therapies, especially for infectious diseases, and we're really diving into the wisdom of First Nation peoples on this continent. Dr. Ingram was just sharing with us about a trip to our northern neighbor's actually working with indigenous peoples in uh, Canada. And uh, they were telling you about something called Chaga. Tell us uh, more about that, Klaus. Well, you have to understand how generous the Aboriginal native people are, you see. And, uh, and so you, you have to share with them uh, every way you can. And, and they shared with me. I knew about a lot of the plant medicine, but they said, have you ever heard of Chaga? I said, well, what is it? So they drug out a gunny sack. And I said, I buy it all. I, I, this is interesting. I, what do you use it for? Well, it grows on a birch tree. Well, I've never seen it before. Well, it does, and we find it here and there, and and, and we use it for cancer. I said, what do you want to do, get me arrested? So I said, I don't know what I can do that way, but let me buy it, and I'll experiment with it. And I took it home, I think it was 10 years ago, more, and then I was so tired and exhausted and irritable, and I couldn't I couldn't work very well, so I started drinking this chaga tea, and it Wow! I'm like, oh, I've got. I woke up at four in the morning looking for things to do, and I cleaned my closet. And I said, if I drink this, and I combined it with birch bark, I ground up birch uh-huh. bark, ground up the chaga, I just feel great. And so I started. And then I had a terrible psoriasis on my elbows, and I I studied the Russian use of chaga. So I applied. I made a raw extract, and I applied it on my elbow, and it ate the psoriasis off. Hmm. I also took it internally, and then it got on the market called Chago Power Drop. Chog-O-Power. There's a fake one up by an Alaskan company. You want to watch that. That's not the same. Hmm. And so anyway, so so then I started asking around with some of my Native friends and different other people, and I, I got an email from Newfoundland, and they said that they attribute their long life of 103, and the wife was, uh, husband was 104, to the daily consumption 
say something. Mm-hmm. Those people didn't start using Chag until they were 80, 85. Okay, okay. See? And it was the Inuit of Siberia that really popularized it. Hmm. Because the Inuit tribes who take the Chaga don't die young. They live from 80 to 105 up there in Siberia. So I guess the you know the question, Cass, that I think a lot of people are asking is, we make these connections, you know, with indigenous plants, and then the scientists of today they want to say, well, what is it in the plant that's making the difference? And you know, actually, oftentimes it's driven by pharmaceutical interests. They're trying to isolate some compound that they can make into a drug. But do we know? What's in chaga? Is there caffeine? Is there are there other stimulants that make people feel better in addition to other health? You know, properties? we do know what is in the chaga, and pharmaceuticals did do exactly what you said, and unfortunately, they've dumped this trashy I put chaga on the market. And I'll tell you what that is. Hmm. But what's in the wild chaga it takes five to twenty-five years, or whatever, to grow on the birch tree. Hmm. What's in there is a high amount of SOD. Very high. Superoxide dismutase. Really? Super high. 50 times higher than Rishi. So high you can measure the mass of SOD. Who ever heard of such a thing? Hmm. And very high in melanin. And very, very high in plant sterols. Ionotodiol and uh, lanosterol. Lanosterol is the correct pronunciation. Lanosterol, ionotodiol. They are pre-cholesterol precursors. So they go into the cell membrane and help with its electricity. Interesting. Uh, then there's germanium and rare trace minerals, rubidium and cesium. It uptakes that from the soil. Beta-glucan. So it's, it's a very powerful thing. Now you've really got our ear about what these products were that the pharmaceutical industry uh, came up with that they've uh, been putting out in the market it's all over and they're even putting certified organic wild chag it takes 20 years or whatever to grow on a tree right Mm -hmm. and it's totally good and it's like a food and you make a tea you can we make i've helped make a raw extract or two chaga max capsules chaga cream and chago power drops Uh, so all the enzymes are intact i forgot to tell you it contains ergosterol synthase and ergosterol peroxidase those are rare enzymes, so that's going to mm. act on the skin, maybe explaining why it's good for psoriasis. Mm. But mm-hmm. anyway, so so what they, in it, Chaga is known as a sterile conch. It's sterile. It's the end growth on the tree. What they did was they harvested the infectious phase, the mycelia, and they grow it organically or not organically in tubs, in stainless steel tubs. And then it's all over the market like that, all over everywhere. And that was after I started telling people that about the health benefits of wild chaga. They took the cheap route. Interesting. So you don't want that. You want the wild one. Uh, and uh, I could try to guide you to that you know, as the show goes on. But. Well, we've talked some about oil of oregano. You mentioned this P73, and I think a lot of folks are still scratching their heads about what is P73. Is that a formulation you developed? Is it something that's been out there for a while? I mean, what is the significance well, of those numbers? Well, that's just the brand name or the trademark of the original truly wild oregano that grows in the rocks over there in the Mediterranean. Okay. And I guess P73 stands for phenolic power uh, because you've got carvacrol, thymol, terpene, so it's 
73% carbo crawl plus. So I that's see. kind of where it's guiding you. And okay. it's wild. Everything in there is not farm-raised or what have you or cloned. See, the odd thing is any oregano oil will probably kill germs, mm-hmm. but there's cloned oregano oil on the market. And this is because of me. I just kept doing the research and I kept talking about it. I'm so fascinated by it. It helped, you know, cured me of that horrible IV needle stick. And then when I got Lyme, I eradicated my Lyme. I think we may have talked before with the oil, the oregano, the juice, the oregano that took a bunch of different things. But my point is that that it's created this $5 billion industry. And, and now the industry's pharmaceuticals are commoditizing it. They're growing it in China. Hmm. They're growing it. Or they're making it synthetically at Sigma Chemical and elsewhere. So you just, you know, got to be, got to know about that. Right? Here's an interesting caveat. A major university in the East Coast contacted me a few years ago and they said, would you help us market genetically engineered oregano oil? Can you imagine? Hmm. They sent me a prospectus and they sent me their patent on how they're engineering it. It's, oh my God. And I think we found some. We did some gas chromatography. I think it's on the market for sure. Interesting. So we've talked about several things. We talked a lot about oregano oil. We talked about chaga. But in passing, you've mentioned some other things. You mentioned the, the allium family, you know, the, the garlic, the onions. Where does all that fit into the equation of, of natural things that could help us with infectious diseases? That's a good question. Uh, I love garlic and onions. And, of course, you have the native wild lily uh, sort of leek onion out there, and that's good medicine. But oregano oil... Uh, oregano oil extract is 50 times more powerful than garlic as a germicide mm. for viruses, for bacteria, for fungus. So I, I rarely use garlic anymore. However, raw garlic is a pretty good antiparasitic. And, you know, it, it's pretty aggressive on H. pylori. So if you find use for it, great. Onions. Onions are a pretty fair germicide. They They kill a lot of the bad bacteria. They have prebiotics, so they don't hurt any of the probiotics. And onion thins the blood, so that if you have blood clots or you have a history of cardiovascular disease, lots of raw onion would do you a good turn. But they're more food than Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. really aggressive drugs. One of the other questions that often comes up, I mean, you've been emphasizing, you know, whole herbs, whole plants. Uh, To me, that's very appealing because, you know, I always think when we're isolating these things, maybe we're not getting the best constituents, maybe we think something is the active constituent, and there's some other things that the creator has put in a better balance in the whole plant. But what do you think about some of these, uh, I mean, whether it's a, a mineral, whether it's a vitamin, I mean, someone's saying, you know, take more zinc in the winter or take vitamin D. Where do you put some of these other uh, supplements that might or might not be called, quote, natural? I love your question about how the creator made these things in a balance. And if you violate that balance, there were nothing more potent for the early settler and others than the aboriginal medicines where they used the entire plant and they didn't use alcohol, which would denature. They did not use much heat other than maybe granite, heated some water or whatever. They used whole plant, whole root, whole bark, whole leaf. They did it right. Now, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. When I was on the ice in the far north, I met with the native fishermen, and I asked them, what's the history of you using this cod liver you have? Because they would eat the freshwater cod, which is known as a mariah, and they would eat the liver. And they said that the grandparents said 
liver and you will be well. Your immune system will be well. You won't get sick. You'll be strong. That liver is very high in vitamin A, D, and K. This is a different fish you've never heard of. It's on the freshwater, Mariah. Hmm. Uh, and so, but what happens when you semi-synthesize the D? So they said it was good for 10 things. Mm-hmm. But if you make semi-synthetic D, they're giving it for osteoporosis, and they see your D levels are low. So they give you cold calciferol. Well, it doesn't have the K, and it doesn't have the A. Mm. And so one one of the biggest side effects of vitamin D that you're taking as a sublingual spray or pills or drops that you're taking right now, people, is kidney stone. So how many of you ask the question, did you get a kidney stone? And how much vitamin D are you taking? I never prescribe vitamin D, cold calciferol, to anybody. Hmm. We've got to talk more about this. Cass, this is fascinating stuff. We have got to step away. You've just got a wealth of material, and we want to come back with more. I know you've got a lot of great ideas helping us with infectious diseases. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We will be right back after these messages. Don't go away. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call one 800 775 hope that's 1-800-775-4673 so you want to be a hero here are some ways to get the job hunt down that killer shark or run into a burning house to save a kitten luckily there's an easier way to become a hero call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke sudden weakness on one side or trouble speaking walking or seeing stroke know the signs act in time you'll be a real hero a message from the national institute of neurological disorders and stroke can you guess what's going on here it's kids getting fit studies show that children and teens who get at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day reduce the risk of obesity heart disease anxiety and increase their overall mood so whether it's around your neighborhood or at school just get out and play For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. The Will Rogers Institute, since 1936. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. This is Dr. David DeRose with Dr. Cass Ingram. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of American Indian Living. We've been speaking about some vitamins that have a role in all kinds of things, including, although we didn't mention it, skin health. 
if you've uh, not thought about it, many of the synthetic treatments for things like acne are vitamin A derivatives. We were speaking about vitamin A and D. But Cass, you've been looking at natural products that can help the skin without using some of these actually very powerful drugs. I'm thinking in the case of acne, I mean, it has become such a concern today. Some of the major treatments that, you know, girls have to, you know, basically swear that they're not going to get pregnant and be oh, taking yeah. contraception before many doctors will prescribe things. Now, and I know some of my listeners say, what do you mean? Uh, you know, we don't believe in using contraception. Well, the whole point is, in a lot of practices, you can't get these drugs because they are so what we call teratogenic. They will, uh, you know, just damage a, a fetus. So what are you recommending when it comes to acne and other skin conditions? Well, why don't we go the totally safe route of the polar power, for instance, uh, first of all, because it's natural fatty salmon oil from the head of the salmon, wild sockeye salmon. And so that, I was mentioning different sources of A&D. That's an A&D natural with omegas crude extract I have used for all skin diseases. Hmm. And you can give it to a pregnant woman. She needs it. She needs the A and the D, and there's no teratogenic nothing there. And that so, will actually help acne. Give it to a child, too. So what was that? That will help acne. Oh, yes. This is what I was pointing to. Acne, uh, cystic acne, certainly eczema, certainly some cases of psoriasis. That's one thing. But, as you know, the cure is in the cupboard. So polar power is a good baseline. You need the A and the D. You need the A for the epithelial tissue. You need it for the mucous membranes. And if you have bumps on the back of your arm, you're deficient. And if you have dry skin and dry hair and night vision problems, you're deficient. But in any case, the cure in the cupboard focuses on also a germicidal approach because the skin diseases are fungal mostly. So the oil of oregano kicks in and that oregamax we talked about. A combination is what we usually recommend. The oil, internal and a little bit topical to tolerance. If the eczema is too hot, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Play with it, dilute it down, what have you. And this crude herb we found helpful. Three capsules twice a day. And most cases of eczema, some of the psoriasis, almost all the vitiligo, the ringworm, the athlete's foot, the acne, these things are going to respond. Now, here's another interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Oil of oregano on the face. Hmm. And why is that so interesting? What will that do for well, you? Well, it's hot, right? Right. So, but it's going to burn that acne out. Huh. But don't use the neat material. Go ahead and get the P, the, the Reganol P73 material because I know from five years of aggressively recommending it, you use it on the face just fine. It burns, but it burns good. And the same with the shoulders. It'll burn it out, hmm. especially if you're taking the A and the D natural source, you see, yeah, and that combination. Now, Cass, you mentioned the Cure is in the Cupboard. This is the title of one of your books. Uh, that's available, presumably, on your website or by calling. Well, it is. You know, I canceled Amazon because they tried to dictate some terms to me. And I, you know, I, I thought, yeah, you do your thing. I won't sell as many books. I'll just offer it on my website. Okay. And, and so you got to go to kazingram.com. I don't know how else you're going to find it. Kazingram.com. Or if you don't like shopping online, Xerox the pages and go to the health food store and say, can you get this? Castingham.com and also AmericanWildFoods.com. That's it. And, you know, we small presses sometimes got hit because of the, you know, the they canceled us. 
I, I can't get into bookstores now. Why is that? Well, the big distributor canceled out some of We Small Presses. So then our distributor, uh, we have to find a new distributor. Well, we just sell them on the website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go into a bookstore and order my book, somebody called me the other day and says, Doc Ingram, is he dead? It was, I said, it's me you're talking to. I'm not dead. <laughs> well, but you're canceled in all the bookstores. It was just because of economy. Borders is done. Barnes & Noble is out. You know, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's a, it's a challenging world. I mean, we've got yeah. some books out, and I... I know some of the the challenges with distributing those and getting them out, and oh, yeah. seems like the the hurdles continue. So if I pick up a copy, Cure is in the cupboard. I'm going to go to AmericanWildFoods.com or to CassIngram.com, or maybe I'll, I'll even call that toll free number. Why, why don't you give us that one? Eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Give them a call. They'll sell you a book. Eight hundred two four three fifty two forty two. Eight hundred two four three five two four two. You know, I did my own CDs. The Cure is in the Cupboard on CD. Oh, really? And I like an audio book? Led to that, yeah. i got to send you with that. Do you have a CD in your car? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, I'm sending. No, I will I will take you up on that. I, yeah. You're uh, you're very interesting, very engaging, and uh, I'm appreciating your insights. So let's come back to The Cure is in the Cupboard. Let's say I've got the book in front of me, which I don't have right now, and maybe we'll remedy that before too long. So... I'm looking at the book. We're, I'm reading about oil of oregano, but there's other stuff in the book. It's not just a, a book about oil of oregano, right? No, that's right, because the crude herb and the Rus coriorea get some discussion. Therefore, also the water of wild oregano, which is very interesting, which is the hydrosol, the steam that's condensed, very oxygenated case history. I hope this helps the listeners. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's over. So she was 84 with pancreatic cancer, obstructive. You and I know what that means, right. and jaundice. So they sent her to the hospice to die. She's here in Illinois. Mm. So that was five years ago. So we gave her the oregano. I know how good it is. One week later, the jaundice went away. Wow. Three weeks later, there was no trace of the tumor. Toast. Fantastic thing. So what happens is when they distill the oregano, the oil drops in one drum. Then the juice, the aromatic juice, which is really steam, is mm. condensed in the drips. The H2O binds to the oxygenated compound from the wild mountain oregano. And bang, that H2O is a solvent. It drives it in through the cell, into the cell nucleus, into the fatty tissue, into the brain. Bang. And delivers the bomb. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Interesting. So that's really good. You know, when I was in Turkey, the village chief said, "Go ahead. We don't use oil of oregano. You Americans are funny. We use this." And he drug a case of pop bottles out with corks in them, and that was <laughs> the juice of oregano. I said, "What do you use it for? Cancer, heart disease, and diabetes? You want to get me arrested too?" <laughs> Interesting. So you've had a lot of contact with indigenous peoples over the years, Cass. You've shared with us some of your insights into some different uh, botanical and, and other products. What other things stand out in your mind from some of your contact with First Nation peoples that you've said, wow, this is really a powerful uh, herb and this is just more evidence? Exactly. I was fascinated by the indigenous Turks and their hmm. emphasis on the aromatic water of oregano versus the oil and how they used it for goiters and thyroid cancers when Chernobyl came out. Hmm. So there was an entire village that had published in the newspaper, 
someone who's listening today, they're saying, okay, I work in a tribal health department, or I'm a physician, I'm a nurse practitioner, PA, something, they're, they're treating patients, maybe in an Indian health service clinic, maybe it's a tribal clinic, and they're saying, I mean, this is all really interesting, but I need more scientific evidence than just hearing, you know, from Dr. Cass Ingram. I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but I need to have something in the medical literature that says when I do this, I'm, I'm not a quack, it's really going to work, all it's right. really been tried. Well, you have that ability. You can take the cures in the cupboard or the doctor's guide to oil of oregano. There are enough references there, even middle, not just at the end, but wheedled into the text. Hmm. You can look on PubMed on oil of oregano, and you will find at least 800 to 1,000 really good uh, parlays. But the other thing I mentioned, the Chaga, also the Russian scientific studies, uh, there, there's plenty uh, on Chaga and especially wild chaga, because the artificial kind is only one one-thousandth active ingredient. That's hmm. one-thousandfold less. So, you know, still aboriginal way of the whole chaga. Uh, then, if you look at my newest book just coming, I want to get a copy to you, which is Natural Cures from Tree Resin. Hmm. It speaks because I was introduced again by an uh, Ojibwe tribe. Doctor, do you know about spruce gum. Hmm. And I said, no, I don't. I, I, I have it here, and I've chewed on it. We use it for psoriasis. Hmm. Then there was an article published by an Aboriginal woman in Northwest Territories that she cured her breast cancer, and her doctors are behind her with spruce gum. So I started to, to harvest it, and I made a raw extract, and listen to this case. I had a guy uh, who had a PSA of 800. He's an Albanian. Wow. He lives there. Uh-huh. His uh, He had stage 4 bone cancer. I'm not trying to make a claim. I want to tell you the case history. Uh-huh. And it was in his bones, and he was on merciful pain. I want to help him out. So mm-hmm. I, I actually put on the product, a, a product on the market called Spruce Alive. You'll see it on my website. Okay. Because but nobody wanted to do it. And I said, well, I have to start my own company or something. So I called the company Purely Wild. Mm-hmm. And it's wild, boreal forest Canadian material that I like to harvest. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's called Spruce Alive, and it's raw spruce resin. So he takes it. His bone pain gets better. He takes it. He's not having any fatigue. He takes it. He says he feels normal. He goes to the doctor. The PSA dropped from 800 to 30. Wow. 
he wants to make a statue. He's an artist of me in Albania. I said, I don't want a statue, but maybe paint me a spruce tree. <laughs> I'm got, I'm want, we're following this case. Uh-huh. We want to see if his PSA will go to under one. Uh, you know, do I have proof? Well, there is some data online, but this is kind of my proof. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. For the benefit of our listeners, a lot of them realize that PSA is a tumor marker, so it's an indicator of prostate cancer. Uh, normal, we usually say up to four or five. So someone with eight hundred, they've got prostate tissue, quote unquote, you know, tumor cancer that's traveled generally throughout the body, at least in the case that uh, Cass was describing. So dropping down to thirty, something's making a huge difference. We've got to talk about more, Cass. Our time has slipped away for this segment, but we've got one more segment coming up on today's edition of American Indian Living. You don't want to miss Dr. Ingram's closing thoughts that will actually open your mind to some other amazing treatments. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. Diabetes is a serious disease that runs in families. If your parents or siblings have type 2 diabetes, you have a greater chance of getting the disease. If you're African American, Hispanic, or Latino, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, you also have a higher chance of developing the disease. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you understand your risk. Visit the NDEP website at yourdiabetesinfo.org for diabetes prevention tools, including the Family Health History Quiz. It started off as a normal day. I felt fine when I arrived at the plant. Ruth Junius's life was about to change. Then I dropped my keys. They kept slipping out of my hand. My arm felt numb. A co-worker asked me if I was okay, and I couldn't speak. I started to get scared. Ruth was having a stroke. People around her weren't sure what to do. They thought I should go home or lie down, but I knew something was very wrong. I wrote 911 on a piece of paper with my other hand, and someone called for me. Because everyone acted quickly, doctors at the hospital were able to give Ruth treatment that started to reverse the symptoms. Within a few minutes, I was talking again. I didn't know a thing about stroke before I had one. Now I make sure that my friends and family know all the signs of stroke so they'll get help fast if they need it. No stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. Call 1-800-352-9424 for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You are with Dr. David DeRose and with Dr. Cass Ingram for our final segment of today's edition of American Indian Living. We've been talking with Cass. He's a uh, doctor of osteopathy 
and uh, he's also a prolific author. He has written over 25 books. One of them that we have been talking about is called The Cure is in the Cupboard. I actually love that title. I love the idea that you could just be in your own kitchen. You've got treatments right there that you're overlooking. So love that idea. We've been talking a lot about a variety of things, but we said we'd expand the dialogue. Before we do that, Cass, we were talking about spruce resin. Now, is that the same as just spruce pitch when I go out in the woods and there's a... You mean if you tap the tree? Okay, yeah. It's different because it's the, the the tree changes the chemistry to send out a healing medicine. So if a chainsaw accidentally hit it or a mm-hmm. logging tree bumped in, whatever, or bugs attack, it'll send that out to seal off the wound. So in Finland, it's famous for ulcers, like an ulcerated stump or a, a decubitus ulcer, mm-hmm. a non-healing wound. They pack it with spruce resin, and mm-hmm. they know it works. And you say because uh, it's it, we call it reepithelialization. That's what we, you and I, know. Uh-huh. Okay, regeneration. So and, you're saying that the stuff that we want is the stuff that comes out when you damage the tree a little bit. That is correct. That's what is necessary. And so uh, that uh, is it, nobody made it raw. I figured out a way to keep it raw in the bottle. The t- traditionally, you cook it, you know, uh-huh. and then that destroys a lot of the activity. Hmm. Now. I had a woman who had this big, fat, two-inch-wide scar on her buttocks from uh, hip replacement. Right? Okay. The, she's taking this spruce alive internally, and the scar shrunk considerably. Hmm. Uh, it was astounding because she didn't even put it on. You know? Okay. What's it doing? I mean, it's healing the tree. It wants to do the same in the human body. It doesn't know the difference. You take it in, bang. You see, the the native people... They had it right instinctively from the beginning. You take what the Creator offers, you bless it, and you, t- you, you take advantage of that. You bless it, you take advantage. What a wonderful way to deal with it. It's, oh, I'm worried. Could it hurt me? Could it interact with my drugs? You know, I tell people sometimes, stop it, okay? Just trust. But you see, you can't trust in a chemically treated herb. Hmm. I mean, it's really, really, it's, it's really a fascinating topic, and I think you've got all of us thinking as we're, you know, listening to you, because, I mean, that appeals to me, to taking what the Creator's provided, and I think it appeals to a lot of folks throughout Indian countries saying, hey, if if this is something that's out there, um, why isn't it possible that the Creator put it there to be a blessing to us, like you're saying? And I think our uh, Native brothers and sisters and the other people listening should grab a little spruce gum if it's in their area, and if they can't, they can get the extract. The extract is even better in some ways, it actually is better because we've made it digestible. The extract has been mycelized so that it immediately crosses the membrane and uh, bang, uh, hits, hits you good. But now then I wanted to try something else. So I grabbed some stuff from a fir tree I haven't figured out yet, but I did with the pine. Okay. I got quite a bit of pine resin. Uh-huh. And so I took that and I uh, made an extract. And I haven't figured out how quite to, to make it final, but... That is a huge antiparasitic monster. Hmm. And and some people are trending turpentine, which can be dangerous in some cases. So mm-hmm. why not trend something crude, natural, that would not have any danger? So we found out that the Turkish Turkish ethnobotanical use is for worms. Interesting. And that they also use it for all sorts of digestive disorders and constipation. I found it really valuable for hemorrhoids and constipation, hmm. this extract. I'm hoping to see that. Stay tuned to CassIngram.com uh, and AmericanWildFoods.com. I will try to make sure they put a pine resin drop uh, available 
to to those who who have parasitic, who have constipation, who have hemorrhoids, who have digestive, who have abdominal, who have SIBO. I mean, it is just I must be some kind of prebiotic in there because it really bulks up the stool. Interesting. You know, I had some experience with uh, with pine resin a while back. I got interested in it for you know antifungal properties, and I was m- mixing it with some. Uh, you know, with some alcohol, maybe that was the the problem, some some rubbing alcohol, but it seemed like it. Um, I may even have developed an allergy to it. I mean, you, you could see- do that, and I don't like the alcohol extracts that, that much, where you're soaking it in alcohol because it'll denature all the protein. Hmm. And uh, but isopropyl alcohol is noxious anyway. So if you tried it, maybe in straight grain alcohol might be a little bit less sensitivity. Okay. Uh, but we don't use that. We just use sunflower seed vitamin E and and then we just let that vitamin E melt the uh the, the resin hmm. and then put it in the dropper bottle. Interesting. Yeah, and I have to send you some of the prototypes. We don't think it's not on the market, people, but just keep tuned to those websites. I'll get something for it. But I'll send it to you. Uh, I'd love to check it out. Yeah. So it and sounds like Bruce, the spruce is there. Yeah www.americanwildfoods.com goes boom right away you see spruce alive so we have it out to many cases we have to see in collates what the reaction is mm-hmm. uh, so what do you use it for spruce psoriasis skin diseases at large cancer degeneration pain and inflammation scarification and uh, yeah when we talk about pain and inflammation, I know sometimes these things are driven by infectious diseases. Other times they don't seem to be. There's a lot of talk in natural medicine circles, as well as in people that are you know, just reading the lay press, about turmeric and boswellia. Where do you put those in that kind of whole Well, equation? I would put turmeric as a very powerful COX-2 inhibiting anti-inflammatory. Boswellia is okay, but turmeric is the, is the king in that arena. It uh, it's a very unique in, in in its anti-inflammatory powers. However, you're wasting a lot of your money. You'll get little benefit with the isolate. Hmm. Isolate a lot of money for what you get. Rather is to take the crude extract, mm-hmm. which would be either the turmeric milk, but a good quality one like Terma milk. If you look online, look for Terma milk. It's the crude organic turmeric with salon, ginger, and cinnamon. So it's effective for increasing flexibility and so forth. However, if it's deep inflammation, then the crude resin from turmeric is infinitely more powerful than the BCM95 or whatever they call it, the typical pill. Hmm. So uh, it's, if you see me online, Cass Ingram, semi on YouTube, you'll see me looking at the turmeric muck resinous orange muck that you can't even dig out of a jar. Wow. That got turned into drops under the tongue, and that's a hammer for pain. Hmm. So those of you who are suffering in pain and inflammation, budget that in instead of these expensive turmeric pills that you only get moderate results with uh, and that are treated with acetone, diethyl chloride, alcohol, and just too much harsh solvent. So it's called turmeric power plus. Hmm. And uh, it's extremely good drops or capsules. Um, you can find it. It's out there. No. Now, would these things also show up uh, at your website at CassIngram.com? Uh, well, the... not really.
really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only I have up this purely wild company, and you'll see the spruce alive, I think, and also my raw hawthorn extract. Uh, but you know, great for cardiovascular and cloning the cardiovascular. But as far as that goes, it'd be oregano.com. They're the maker, oregano.com, hmm. and or the American Wild Foods Group. Okay, you know we're but that turmeric power plus is extremely powerful, and you'll get your bang for your buck at this thing. Sounds good. Appreciate that perspective. We are slipping away rapidly to the end of the show. I say slipping away because that's what the clock has been doing. And um, the big question I've got at this point, I think, is the same question everyone has. They've been hearing you wax eloquent on a number of different topics dealing with botanicals, natural approaches, especially for infectious diseases, but really bridging from that to speaking about cancers and skin disorders. Cass, given us throughout the show a number of ways to contact you, phone, websites. Can you give us those one more time? Call 1-800-243-5242, 800-243-5242. That was 243-5242, of course. And then uh, go to AmericanWildFoods.com. A little bit more commercial, a little less commercial is oregano.com. Ask for some literature, print off what you've got, maybe check your local health food store, see if they have the P73, the Oregamax, the juice, if they don't encourage them to have such a high-quality product. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. They're all farm-raised. Uh, so that's where you go with the oregano. With, with the turmeric, a lot of expensive pills on the market. They're all costly, but uh, very efficient would be the turmeric power plus uh, under the tongue or capsules. And... Those are the, some of them, you know. And then I mentioned the spruce. Mm-hmm. If you're really down and your system's shutting down, you know, you've got cancer, and you're looking for something natural. I'm not saying I got a cure for anything, okay? Mm-hmm. But just to support your immune system. I mean, I would be on that stuff. Thanks so much, Cass. We have got to step away. That's Dr. Cass Ingram. There is more at CassIngram.com or at those other websites and phone numbers that he gave you. But Cass Ingram. Another great place to get his resources. We do have to go. Hopefully today's show has opened your minds to indigenous wisdom, other things that are out there that have been used by First Nation people for decades, for centuries, that can still make a difference for you today. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.